0: Hi people, this is DJ, this is Ish, and this is Season, Season three, 3 of Better Let Me Tell, Tell you.
1: you. Hey mi gente, this is Ish. I know. I know. We're all going a little nuts with the coronavirus. Quarantine, shelter in place, duck and cover. I don't even know what we're doing anymore, quite frankly. But in the interest of uh, trying to keep you all entertained, we are going to be bringing you some mini-episodes. Recently at Carnival on the Mile, we had the opportunity to interview a couple of cool people, some singers and artists. And we're going to kind of recalibrate those into some little mini-episodes, which is literally just me doing an introduction, the interview, and you're on your way. Um, honestly, it's about the length of a quibby, and I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> uh, this week we have Alex DiLeo, a young singer who's doing some cool country stuff, a little bit more pop. He was a performer at Carnaval on the Mile, and really nice young guy. I think you're going to enjoy our little chat with him. All right, guys, without further ado... Alex Dileo. And we're back. Hey, guys. So again, this is yet another interview here when we are on Carnaval on the Mile. Um, actually, it's been really great. It's been a lot of fun here chatting with, with all these you know really cool, interesting performers. And we have with us singer. Literally, he just got off stage. Like maybe five minutes ago or so. Alex DiLeo, thank you so much for joining us, man. you so it.
2: much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank yeah. you. I know you're really busy and yeah, you
0: literally just got off stage. So and he's
1: got like a touch of laryngitis. <laughs> yeah, he's literally like that's like three for three. And yet he yeah. still made time for yeah. us. Thank so you thank you, so you much. very
0: much. Of course. Thanks so for, for, you know, those out of there out there who still haven't, you know, heard your music, tell us a little bit of, about you, where you're from and how you started.
2: So uh, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, originally. I uh, moved to Nashville, Tennessee last year, um, which is partly to blame for the laryngitis. Uh, it's a town and it sits did at the- Did Dolly
1: Parton do this to you?
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. She did. Um, but the town sits at the bottom of this valley and it just collects all of this pollen. Um, but anyway, I moved there last year. Um, been writing and recording a lot since then. And uh, and um, I'm switching more a little bit into the more of the pop alternative kind of lane. With the newer music, uh, I got a new single coming out uh, the 27th of this month. So March 27th, it's called Youth. Um,
1: Actually, you're... I guess the manager, publicist, I don't, he actually sent it over, I heard it, it's a little sneak peek. So oh, cool, cool. Looks, it sounds really great. Thank like, you. I, it, I, I was going to say, I'm like, Nashville, but what, what I heard sounds very like pop synth, you know, it's yeah, not yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't, not, not Nashville at not all. Not very
2: Nashville. No, well, no. a lot of people think that Nashville has a very country sound, um, but the pop scene there is growing, uh, just the overall music scene is, 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 is growing tremendously.
0: Now, that's actually something I wanted to ask you because You know, obviously Nashville is known for country music, but nowadays, um, from all musicians from all walks of life, move to Nashville. I know, like Kelly Clarkson, you know, who um, she's from Texas, she's living in Nashville. What is it about Nashville that's so either inspirational or just such a great place for so many musicians? Because I feel that it's like the epicenter of music now.
2: Right. So. Uh, I guess the past eight months, um, I've actually spent more time in LA while living in Nashville, but, um, the cool thing about Nashville is that it's such a small city. You can get so many writing sessions done in a day. Um, and, uh, the community there is so small. Uh, so a lot of people know each other. Um, and every night of the week there's, there's, there's shows every night of the week from small to big, um, I think it's a really great place for an unknown, unknown artist to be discovered, um, so, yeah.
1: Well, okay, I know you're saying, you know, you're, you're still relatively-ish new or what have you, but uh, you were invited twice to perform by Phil Collins. Yeah. Yeah. That's All a right. big deal. Tell us about that, sir, and did he make you cover Studio?
2: No, he, <laughs> he didn't make me cover Susu <laughs> Studio, but um, it was really great. I was a part of uh, his gala that he throws every year. Uh, with the Little Dreams Foundation, and um, we played it at the Fillmore, and this year was done in the Design District, and um, I don't know, uh, it was crazy because the first rehearsal we had at SIR Studios, the first year, uh, I finished my set, and as I was walking off, he kind of grabbed me, and he was like, hey, that was beautiful, I love that. And I was kind of in shock for a second, Um, and we had a conversation afterwards, and kind of become friends um, since then, and uh, yeah, so
1: I love how he's like, no big. I'm friends with Phil Collins. I mean, he's you such, know. he's such a <laughs> As such a legend,
0: yeah. you know. Sir Phil, he's he's knighted, right? Is Sir, he knighted? I believe so. I believe
1: it's Sir Phil. Well, Collins. But he's friends with him. He calls him. Yeah, Phil. he, he calls call him Phil. Phil. What's all Phil? Phil? It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So I mean, you've I mean, you've really again. I know you're you know you're. I think it's fair to say you know you're still in the realm of up and coming, right? Yeah, definitely. But you have done some. I mean, aside from working with Phil, you know, working at Phil Collins' uh, galas. You performed at South by Southwest, which won't be happening this year because it's just been canceled. Nope. But uh, yep. but I mean, you performed at South by Southwest. You've opened up for uh, you know some pretty big names. I mean, Switchfoot, Jimmy Eat World, like yep. you. I mean, even for an up and comer, I definitely would say like you you've made some strides, sir. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I, I've definitely I've definitely played some shows with some people. Uh, I, I think my next move is is getting this new music out there um and i'm really excited about that
1: yeah so is it an album that's coming out i mean obviously the singles coming out now but single
2: by single um planning to release an album at the at the top of next year so
1: do you feel because we've interviewed a
0: couple of musicians already on the show and and i feel that that's kind of the recurring theme in terms of releasing music is that where the music industry is today that people are just releasing singles for some time before they release an album well i mean at
2: least from my personal standpoint if someone gave me an album and said, listen to it, it's going to take me so much longer to listen to an album than single by single, you know what I mean? Um, I think it's easier to digest. But people these days, um, music is so disposable, so they want it quickly. Right. Um, but it's just like one by one, I feel like works better than all thing. Unless you're already a really established
0: artist, then, you know. Well, and that way I feel you also develop a more organic fan base. Right. Yeah, that's a so funny. little I mean- <laughs>
1: In our day, you know, like back when the printing press was developed, you know, we would listen to the whole album, right. and that's just what it was. So it's interesting to hear that you're saying, you know, that's that's just how people prefer it now—is to get to know you song by song and kind of build that relationship slowly.
2: And it also depends on the artist too. Like, I think an artist like Tame Impala, people want to put that album on and just listen yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Um, whereas maybe Justin Bieber, they want that single by single. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so,
1: so you're a Fort Lauderdale boy. Yes. Right, born and raised. Uh, now you're down here in Miami, performing. Now, we we are guilty of maybe teasing, being a Miami-based podcast, teasing Broward a little bit. Okay, okay.
0: But it's okay, Broward. Broward, it's, and it's like family. It's, it's like all in good family. fun. So,
1: so what would you say is maybe some of the teases that happen on the other side of that county border for you know Broward, Miami?
0: I don't know. I
2: think it's funny um, the Fort Lauderdale and or the Broward and and Miami communication. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to be specific about it, but, like, there's definitely there's definitely something there where the people in Broward County, where I'm from, Fort Lauderdale, you know, they talk about the, Mi- the the people in Miami a certain way, and the people in Miami talk about the people in Fort Lauderdale a certain way. I know right now the people in Miami are pissed that Fort Lauderdale got the soccer stadium. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: but that's because we couldn't get our craft together. Well, and <laughs> honestly, be honest.
2: it'd make more sense for it to be down here, but...
0: I guess you guys gonna get
2: the, uh, the crowd together somehow. I don't know, but but overall, I think Miami and Fort Lauderdale are both a growing community, and it's it's been amazing watching them grow over the years together. Um, so I think I think in common they're they're growing like tremendously fast.
0: At the end of the day, it's the same metropolitan area. Yeah. <laughs> we just, like, you know, we like it. It's kind of like sibling rivalry, you know, a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you have the new single coming out. What else What else is next? What else are you working on? Um,
2: I'm playing uh, Summerfest in Milwaukee. Um, uh, on the day I play, I think John Belly and Halsey are headlining. So oh, I'm damn. excited for wow. that. Um, and uh, I'll be playing the... Uh, World ri- worldwide Radio Summit um, in LA at the end of this month as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, just continuing to write um, shows here and there. And uh, I'm really more concerned about the music right now than anything. Right. So awesome.
1: That's awesome that you write your own stuff, man. Yeah. I mean,
0: we are... That's, very, that's so important. I, I say it all the time when we've interviewed musicians on here. To me, songwriting is so important. I mean, you could have a great voice and be a great interpreter, but... For me, I mean, everybody's different, obviously. When I know those are words that you wrote, that makes the whole difference.
2: That's uh, honestly the reason why I do music is chasing that melody that gives you those chills. Um, I have never really considered myself a really talented singer, um, especially right now with this laryngitis. <laughs> but um, my favorite part is, is writing the melodies and, and the stories. So right. that's why that's why I do music.
0: Well, I mean, you're you're kicking ass, so
1: obviously it's paying off. Yeah. You're doing the right thing, man.
2: Well, thank you guys so much for having me on here. No. I appreciate it. Th- listen, it was a fun you. day back in Miami.
1: Thank you. Are you, are you, are you going to stay down here a couple of days? Uh, yeah, I'll be home, down here or? for a
2: couple more days, and then I head back to L.A., write some stuff, and then back to Nashville. and Get continue. the grind going? Yeah.
1: yeah. Awesome, brother. All right, well, thank you again, and you know what? Get better soon.
2: Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Me too. <laughs> appreciate it.
1: Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.